The letter to the local police. Dear sirs, I have been enjoying the law and order of our community throughout the past three months since my wife and I, our two cats, and miscellaneous photographs of the six grandchildren belonging to our previous neighbors, with whom we were very close, arrived in in Saratoga Springs, which is clearly prospering under New York custody. Indeed, until yesterday afternoon, and despite my vigilant casting about, I have been unable to discover a single instance of reasons for public-spirited concern, much less complaint. You may easily appreciate, then, how it is that I write to your office at this date with utmost regret for the lamentable circumstances that force my hand. Speaking directly to the issue of the moment, I have encountered a regular profusion of certain unidentified roses growing to no discernible purpose and according to no perceptible control. Approximately one quarter mile west of the Northway on the southern side, To be specific, there are practically thousands of the aforementioned abiding in perpetual near-not, near-riot of wild behavior, indiscriminate coloring, and only the good Lord himself can say what diverse soliciting of promiscuous cross-fertilization. As I say, these roses, no matter what the apparent background, training, tropistic tendencies, age, or color, do not demonstrate the least inclination toward categorization. Specified allegiance, resolute preference, consideration of the needs of others, or any other minimal traits of decency. May I point out that I did not assiduously seek out this colony, as it were, and that these certain unidentified roses remain open to viewing even by children, with or without suitable supervision. My wife asks me to append a note as regards the seasonal, but nevertheless seriously licentious phenomenon of honeysuckle under the moon that one may apprehend at the corner of Nelson and Maine. However, I have recommended that she undertake direct correspondence with you as regards this, yet another civic disturbance in our midst. I am confident that you will devise and pursue appropriate legal response to the roses in question. If I may aid your efforts in this respect, please do not hesitate to call me into consultation. Respectfully yours, John Johnson. Looking for Differences by Tom Hennon. I am struck by the otherness of things rather than their sameness. The way a tiny pile of snow perches in the crook of a branch in the tall pine, away by itself, high enough not to be noticed by people, out of reach of stray dogs. It leans against the scaly pine bark, busy at some existence that does not need me. It is the differences of objects that I love that lift me toward the rest of the universe, that amaze me, that each thing on earth has its own soul, its own life, that each tree, each clod is filled with the mud of its own star. I watch where I step and see that the fallen leaf, old broken grass, and icy stone are placed in exactly the right spot on the earth, carefully, royalty in their own country. 
What a beautiful abundance or chaos of flowers we have up here. And there are many ways to look at that, to look at it. And today I offer two. One way is to look only at the similarities, to look at this table full of flowers and just say, what a beautiful group of flowers. Or, and then to look amongst ourselves and say, what a beautiful group of people. We can sort everything into the same category if we choose to. We just see our similarities. Here we might say the people in our church all dedicate themselves to the search for truth. We all believe in the importance of love. We believe that people have power to make the world better. There are other similarities, of course, too. The members and friends of People's Church all live close to this spot of earth, or close enough. None of us gathered this morning had to work, or was sick, or had other plans. There's much that unites us. And another way to look at the flowers is to look for the differences, to name the different kinds here, the wildflowers, the lilies, the roses, the peonies, the sweet williams, and all the colors, the bright yellows, the lemon yellows, the orange yellows, the pastel yellows, and that's just the yellows. We could gather around this table and spend hours on the various shapes and sizes of leaves and petals and stems. We could then move on and discuss how each flower smells or not. And then whether it was grown in a garden or a greenhouse or plucked from the side of the road. When we look for the differences, we can find so many. And in our community and in the wider world, we can look for the differences too. And the differences are beautiful, just like with the flowers. Here, we have political radicals, liberals, moderates, and a few conservatives who whisper that identity quietly to me, not wanting everyone to know. We have people who wish the organ was part of worship every Sunday. Some who want the Beatles like we had last week every Sunday. Some who want Daryl's original folk songs and the other songs that are created by members of this community every Sunday. And so we mix it up and just disappoint people every single week. <laughs> we have people who find strength through prayer, meditation, walks in the woods, dancing, reading, good conversation, and so many other ways. And there are many who look for differences as a way to sow division and hatred, but noticing the differences can also be the prelude to celebration and appreciation. Here at People's Church, we sometimes gloss over the differences. I know I do that. I find myself saying things like, we don't all believe in God, but we all believe in justice, which is true, but there are differences there too. We might all have a commitment to making the world more just, but we hold so many sometimes contradictory opinions about what that means, what that commitment calls us to do. Some here are deeply passionate about stopping climate change. Some are deeply involved in the work of dismantling racism. Others do the work of justice through direct service, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, visiting the prisoner. Others do the work of justice as the work that they are paid to do as teachers or social workers or in the medical field. And I could go on. We disagree about the church, church's role in this work for justice, as many of us saw a few weeks ago at the congregational meeting. 
And I think this is a source of strength for us all. The problems of the world are so vast that it takes so many commitments, so many strategies, so many ways of being to start to dismantle them. So our disagreements and differences, contradictions, are part of what makes this community the beautiful bouquet that it is. And when we lean into those disagreements or differences and see them as a chance to learn and grow, we build the skills that we need to live in this world with integrity. Holding the tension of these moments is not very comfortable. And holding the tension is what gives us strength. It's how we build these muscles in ourselves. We grow capable of living in a world that is full of disagreements and differences, contradictions, and sometimes conflicts. And this is not to say that we need to spend all our time listing all of the differences, but we need to be, see both what is the same and what is different and hold it all. And we can look at this bouquet as both a stunning whole and many, many distinct flowers that are beautiful in their own way. If this was all a bouquet of the same exact flower, no matter how beautiful, our eyes would grow dull. And this mixed up, brimming with differences bouquet holds our eyes. There's always something to catch our eyes and bring new inspiration. There's always a new bed of beauty to enjoy. And may the same be true of this congregation.